welcome back to the Root Issues podcast where we're gathering around the table to bridge the generational gap and discuss the root issues of our culture. As always, I'm Brian Matthew and with me is Pastor Chris Henderson. And uh, unfortunately, Steve's not with us today. So we, we kind of have... Texas. Uh, I mean, we get the reins all to ourselves. So Steve, if you're listening, we apologize. Uh, but you, but, gave but, us, but, but, but you gave us the keys to the podcast room. But we do have Pastor Brent. Hello, hello, how are you? Hello, hey, welcome, Brian. It's good to see you again. <laughs> oh man, that, that's pretty good. Yeah, no, South no, no. Africa, that's not so good, but uh, it's getting. Yeah, I gotta get warmed up. You gotta say the brew, you know. Yeah, the brew. But yeah, we're gathering today to kind of dig in on what Brent spoke on this Sunday. Yeah, and so maybe Brian, you can kind of recap it. Well, he was just talking about the idea of not, that we have nothing to lose, and nothing he coined lose. it as the underdog story, mm-hmm. which. Yeah, that's always a feel-good. Like, watching sports movies, those are always the ones I want to watch, the uh, underdog. You never want to root for the the one who has it all, and it's easy. Well, I mean, right? you know, sports stories, um, Karate Kid. I mean, you know, it expands love stories. Are you story, Karate, Karate Kid, Kid just because I'm Asian? No, 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 no not okay, at all. Not of our, not because of the our listeners, listeners knew don't that. know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. But it's, it yeah. is true. But yeah, Karate Kid. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah. Mr. Miyagi. Mr. Miyagi. Uh, but anyways, yeah, he's talking about this idea. Mm-hmm. How do we get to a place, not necessarily of desperation, but without the fear of yeah. messing up? And with, like we're, we're at that point where uh, if we sit back and do nothing, we're doing a disservice to God and disservice to ourselves. Yeah. And he's created us to be these immaculate beings. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, how do we how do we pursue that uh, and and go about pr- uh, promoting the kingdom mm-hmm. if we're not doing anything? Yeah, I mean, you know, just the nothing to lose aspect of like you just have to go for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was something Samuel and I were watching something last night, and there was this storyline of nothing to lose, and we were like, "Whoa, yeah, Brent just talked about it." <laughs> I looked over at Ambler, and she was like, "Yeah, you know," but yeah, this concept of nothing to lose. I mean, I think so many of us tend to think the kingdom life is our church, our safety, our future, our retirement, our investments. And I'm not saying you squander those things on just wild living, but I'm saying, are you using those resources to advance the kingdom of God, you know, and making a move for the kingdom of God or, or just living a different life? I mean, Brent shared a lot about just the life that him and Daniela are embarking on as they just move off the grid and start a farm. Yeah, and so there's just this dependence. Like, is God in that story? Yeah, God's in that story. Is it a totally biblical Christian story and everything has got a theological verse? No. (laughs) And it's just saying this is what he's doing that will make his family different and dependent on God. One of the things that when I hear, and, you know, I I know we talked earlier about how I was praising Brent Phillips last week, uh, which he's awesome. Yeah, he uh, is. but. You mentioned that I neglected to mention how much of a complete package you are. Uh, I am a if you're listening package, yeah. and you don't know who Chris Henderson is, he is uh, one of the best people in the entire world. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm just going to... Yeah. And then I'm going right Brian. back to Brian. Like, it has just been the joy of my <laughs> life to know him and meet him and to vet him to marry his wife. That's true. You Chris know? Henderson did marry... Yeah, but I vetted you first. Like, I made sure you were okay for her, you know, because we knew her. We didn't know you. But yeah, like, you know, because I don't remember Brent throwing back the compliments. uh, Well, I appreciate that. I'll receive that. Yeah. But one thing Brent did say, uh, which I love, is he said, when we compare ourselves to others, we diminish what God has for us. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, uh, you know, even in my times when I listen to 
pastors on, on YouTube or yeah. if I listen to podcasts or if I see Brent Phillips or Steve Woodrow or yeah. Chris Henderson or yeah. Derek Brown, I hopefully, hopefully you're listening as well. Like hey. any, any pastor, yeah. you know, you're like, Oh my gosh, they're so amazing. Their story, what they can accomplish. Yeah. Uh, and that's not to say I shouldn't be praising them for that. But yeah. it, when we, it, when our whole focus is comparing their yeah. lives to my life, it diminishes who God yeah. created me to be. And I love that Brent, you know, really tackled, uh, what gifts do you have to offer? And mm-hmm. you as a listener, like what are the things that you're passionate about that God has innately created you to do? Yeah. I mean, when we look at the whole concept of nothing to lose, I mean, I think so many of us are like stuck in, I have everything to lose and I need to be like everybody else. And I think that's one of the big cultural lies mm-hmm. within the whole Gen Z and younger. And it's been with us forever, but I think really fast in ministry, I had to learn, like, I cannot compare what I do with my youth group or my kids with another church's kids. And when we travel to camp, you know, like, I need to know what is God doing in my pot right here with the people that I'm ministering to? What is God doing in my family? You know, Brent's family is doing its thing, but my family is doing its thing. And I think sometimes comparison totally steals that opportunity for God to come in and be what he wants to be, which is the redeemer, the the giver of our story. And we lose the context of our story. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can keep going, bro, because I mean, it's like, you know, we got into, you know, just the whole story of even Daniela coming up which I thought was a very nice touch in the message, just speaking on how, yeah, she wasn't all in. Right. She was comfortable in Houston. She knew she was comfortable in Houston. They had a gorgeous house. I've stayed in that house. That mm-hmm. house has now been sold and is closing. And how did she trust her husband for this? And how did God move on her to say it's time to trust? And in that, I think it was right after that, like where Brent really kind of started sharing about just the scars, like, mm-hmm. Are we going to show up to Jesus and be like, we've lived so perfectly safe that we have no scars, that we have no battle injuries, that we weren't in the kingdom fight? Because Daniela talked about that just in the story of the talents, Mm -hmm. like, you know, like hoarding and keeping it safe, but doing nothing with it wasn't the plan from God. Yeah. And, and there was actually retribution, like there are know repercussions of yeah. him not doing it uh but i don't know about you if Dan, brent and daniela if you're listening something about their accent made yeah. that parable come to life like yeah. the way they say talents was talents. the way it's, yeah, so like talents 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 hey but it was it yeah. was really cool and you know it, it makes me think like how do we be ourselves doing what we love and step out in faith and do something uh like you have nothing to lose yeah like sitting on your talent like sound like like Daniela talked about was mm-hmm. is kind of culturally what we should be doing like we should be saving we should yeah. have retirement we yeah. should have you know our kids college fund like yeah. for us we we're planning like okay well how do we save for colleges and, all, and not saying not saying that that's a bad thing no but how do we live like we have nothing to lose like that I have stuff to lose like oh my gosh like I'm gonna save like what happens if I don't have enough money yeah. No, I mean, I think that's the gripping fear, and I think that's like the main cultural lie that stems in there is you have something to lose, and you you can have it all wiped away, and you've never experienced complete dependence on God. I mean, I think, you know, saving for college, saving for retirement, those are all beneficial things, but how do you do it and live for the kingdom? It's first fruits. Like, where do you put your money first? Do you put your money first into the kingdom? 
and then put your money into your retirement. I mean, which way is God going to bless it? Like, oh, I've saved this much for retirement. I've got this little bit much left over. I'll give that to the church, or I'll give that to this ministry organization. And so it's kind of like that first fruits. Yeah. Because, I mean, I get the email every month from Bob. Hey, Crossroads Church, thanks you for your donation. I'm like, ah, the <laughs> reminder, yeah, it's coming out of the bank account today. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I know. It's good. Uh, I know, because recurring payments. Like recurring just, payments, yeah, dude. It's just not our money, right? Like who that's, writes a check uh, anymore? That, that's, a, that's a whole well, nother My mom does. Topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I love, he, he brought in the idea of, uh, second King story of the four lepers oh, and, and they so really good. had nothing to lose. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes it, you like envy that you're like, Oh my goodness. Like they really had nothing to lose. So of course they went out and like, yeah. they either stayed and died or went out and maybe died. So yeah. they went out and maybe died. Um, and it just says, you know, the four lepers had nothing left, but they had, they had hope. They had hope yeah. that if they went out, uh, yeah. to the Ar- Arameans, uh, that maybe they'd be spared. Maybe yeah. they would be killed. Yeah. Uh, but I love one thing that Brent did say is as long as there are those who believe in God, mm-hmm. there is hope. Yeah. Uh, and, and that to me speaks volumes of what are we putting our faith in? Mm-hmm. You know, as, as a parent, we, we can, like you said, like finances, we can yeah. put our faith in, oh, we have a good home or we have a car yeah. or clothes for my kids. But like, is my faith ultimately in the life Jesus has called me to? Yeah the life my Jesus has called my family to and my yeah. kids. And is that like you talked about first fruits, is that the first message that they receive? Mm-hmm. What is safety? Is it walking with God mm-hmm. and having hope in God or is it in finances and budgets? And yeah. And I mean, I knew you when you were poor. I mean, there was actually <laughs> like maybe three weeks. No, maybe three weeks. You didn't own a one wheel. You walked. <laughs> you walked oh, to work. That, that was embarrassing. Yeah, you Walk know. Shame. And then now you see him zipping around. And so you're rich again with a one wheel, you know, <laughs> and one of the newer ones. But yeah, that, that, that point solid is, is like when you think about it generationally for parents and grandparents and such, like what do we show our young people? Because I've said it before, you know, young people, especially Gen Z, is looking for the hero. Mm-hmm. Who is living what they say they're living? Because Gen Z is as well as so many other younger generations before, they can see the lie. They want somebody who's honest. They want somebody who's real, talks about their struggles. I love that Brent brought out some of his struggles mm-hmm. in the message before he moved to Aspen. You know, and, you know, for a lot of people, that was a bombshell. But I heard personal testimony of how that simple word that he said, like, oh, you know, I had these struggles before I left Africa. That man was moved mm-hmm. to Christ because he was coming here and he was in the middle of struggles and he didn't think everybody had the struggles. Right. And so, yeah. And so that's just a bold testimony, but yeah. Like who's saying God's first. I never, I'm never without hope because I have God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I know the topic that he talked about is nothing to lose and yeah. living, living yeah. a life that we, like we have yeah. nothing to lose, but I actually wrote down like, not that I disagree at all. Yeah, I think totally. it's awesome. But what if we also lived like we have everything to lose? Like, you know, like for me, I I may live, I may die. I have, like, I have heaven to look forward to, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah, totally. But well, I'm not as worried about myself as I am for my kids. Yeah. Uh, and am I living like I have everything to lose? Like they may not get into heaven if I don't show them the way. And yeah. obviously it's not me who's transforming them. It's going to be the oh, Holy yeah. Spirit through me. Uh, but as a father of young kids, like they need to, 
modeled somehow. They need yeah. to be taught. They need, you know, the hands-on parenting. And we talked about yeah. uh, a couple of days ago of like today's day and age of like parents are need to be hands off. All my kids will figure, figure it, out. it out. And, and that's not what I have experienced. Like God saying, Hey, like teach, train them in the ways. Yeah. I mean, I don't see that scripture like, oh, they'll figure it out. You know, no, it says teach a child in the way he shall go and he will not depart from it. Right. Like we got to teach it. But I mean, I think there you are living with like nothing to lose. Right. Exactly. But in the context of I have everything to lose and it's not in the sense of you're going for protection, you're going for all of God. Like I got to live all of God. Right. So my kids see living all in for God is the only way to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, and so it is. It's like, everything, right? yeah, it's nothing to lose, but it's also like I have everything to fight for because, yeah, Cause they're watching. Fighting for eternity. Yeah, they're watching. Yeah, I was just with a buddy last night, and he was talking about his, I think she's four, maybe older, but not too much older, and just talking about her prayer life. And, and you know, they were going to do a transaction, and he was like, you know, the little girl in the car, she's like, hey, what are we doing now, Daddy? And he's like, oh, we're doing this and this. Hey, would you pray that this goes well? And she's like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I'll pray it in my heart. And he was like, oh, where did she hear that? Like praying constantly in her heart, you know, not like she's got to stop and pray, but, you know, and he was like, man, it's not really in my vocabulary. Maybe it's in my wife's, but, you know, she's looking at me like, where did that come from? And like kids are always looking for that person who's carrying faith, carrying hope, living out of something that's not visible, you know, mm-hmm. and then they're like, that's the way. And so she's like, I'll, I'll pray in my heart, you know, yeah, just so sweet, so tender. Well, and I have a testimony to share about that as well. So we have a, a six-year-old daughter and a four-year-old daughter. In our four-year-old, uh, don't forget uh, the has, son. And, oh, we have oh, a one-year-old yeah, son. Thank too. you. Come on. Uh, but in this story, yeah, yeah, in this story, applicable to the two older. Uh, in the four-year-old has this uh, stuffy, a tiger, yeah. tiggy, and we went camping in Moab, and uh, you know they brought their stuffies, and we're super excited about it, and uh, we're packing up to go to leave, and we can't find tiggy anywhere, and we're in the Ooh. middle of the desert, Moab. Yeah. Uh, and so we're driving down and it's like half an hour out at least that we left the campsite and our middle child was like, I don't know where Tiggy is. And my oldest daughter was like, well, let's, let's pray. Yeah. So I prayed, turned around, went uh, all the way back to the campsite, half yeah. an hour back, spent an hour looking, couldn't find it anywhere. Well, like, finally we just got to go home. Yeah. Went home. My oldest daughter kept praying yeah. and at home it was somehow shoved in like the nooks and crannies of one of the bags that we had no idea we even had. Yeah. Uh, and, but it's just like the testimonies of seeing yeah. like a child's faith come to life mm-hmm. when they, when they see it modeled, like, oh, God answers my prayers. So yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Then those are the, like the testimonies that you hang on to and you remind and you talk about like, remember that time? Right. Now, I mean, I thought you were going to go the other way. Cause I mean, some parents like, Oh no, we lost it. You know, because <laughs> yeah. they're trying to separate their child from that. I've heard parents like oh. leaving it in <laughs> hotel rooms on purpose. I'm like, are you serious? And then they would tell the story of like, and when I was 22, they gave me back my lovey because they didn't leave it in the hotel room. They just wanted me to stop with my lovey. <laughs> You're like, yeah. no way. Traumatized forever. Traumatized forever. Oh. But um, yeah, like the whole concept of just nothing to lose and then. I mean, I just got to bring up the whole, I don't watch these shows because I don't really watch any like syndicated TV unless football's on that <laughs> channel. You know, I'm a history channel guy and the, the, the singing and the gold buzzer, yeah. 
Mm. that like a judge can hit a buzzer and like America's got talent and that it says no other judge can judge this person. I've deemed them clear through. And he showed that video clip of just an autistic boy who was blind and was going to sing on America's Got Talent. And, you know, he comes out and you can tell like, yeah, he's blind. His mom's walked him out. They're hearing the story. And then this, this young man just lays it out on the piano and on vocals like, you wouldn't even believe, and you were just in the assumption, I was just in the assumption that, well, he wrote this song, and it was just this incredible song, and how every jaw dropped on the judges, and how he's like, this is God giving your life the gold buzzer. No one can judge you except him, and he's not judging you in the context of he has laid things out for you. If you live with nothing to lose, right? then your life will be a draw jopper to the people around you. Yeah. To where they have to ask, how? Right. And you go, God. When he, you know, in that illustration, I think it was the, the guy was called Tony Lee. Yeah, Tony Lee. Like, Tony yeah. Lee. Tony Lee. Tony Lee. got talent. Yeah. But Brent was talking about, you know, there's so many excuses that he could have came up with yeah, totally. to not see. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, being blind is already hard enough. Being yeah. autistic, like, there's so many challenges in front of him. Uh, but because he was... Uh, persistent in, in what he was passionate about he affected yeah. not only the yeah. you know, thousands of people in the room but probably millions of people who've watched online now yeah and if you haven't seen it you should go watch it yeah too. tony lee um, america's but, got talent yeah like being faithful to you know one of the things that brent said i think he didn't want to rip off nike and say yeah. just do it he said just don't do nothing yeah <laughs> just don't do nothing yeah. and i mean <laughs> I like, you yeah. know i mean brent used to be a nike guy but now he's an on cloud guy um, yeah i'm still a nike the OC. i know i know but, um, yeah, so one of the things that I would point out here is, like, you know, if you're the younger generation that is caught up in, you know, comparison, you need to be who you are. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know who you are, that's easy. And I say that's easy, and everybody looks at me and I say, what? I'm like, well, yeah, just go ask God. Who am I? Who did you make me to be? Who do you feel natural as? Who did God create you as a young man or as a young woman? And, and then just ask God, like, God, show me the dreams you have for me. Right. Because, I mean, I think God loves to do that. And then we're kind of getting a picture of who we are and what we've been called to become. And you live that. And if you're older, man, start living with reckless abandonment of faith. I mean, just stick it out there. I mean, if you've got enough saved to cover yourself, then maybe see what you can't do with some of that money. See what you can't do with some of the interest. If if you don't mentor young people, find some young people and say, I'm going to speak into your life. When I feel like sometimes like finances aren't an issue, but people complain about time. Not having oh, yeah. time, 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 time. Uh, but I will say, again, this is me uh, complimenting you. Um, Chris Anderson, you are phenomenal at just multiplying time. I don't know how you do it, but it's it's the way that you pursue God's passion in your life. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I was up at 2 in the morning making breakfast for high schoolers because that's what God calls me to do to, to help minister yeah. to them. Uh, you know, like... I feel like God will provide if you're passionate about doing something, yeah. whether it's making breakfast, whether it's, yeah. you know, whatever it is. That's all. Yeah. And I mean, that would just step right into discipleship, discipleship, because we have to mention discipleship. this is a production of Crossroads Church about <laughs> discipleship. Um, but it, it's also the concept of like, man, where are you giving? Mm-hmm. Where are you serving? Because if you're living with nothing to lose, then you're saying, I got to pour into somebody. Right. You know, and I mean, I think far too many people are just sitting back on the sidelines, not pouring in and just find a place, you know, 
whether it's coffee at the church, whether it's discipleship, whether it's just encouraging and praying, whether it's finding a young couple who doesn't have grandparents here and you're an older couple whose children have gone, yeah. become those grandparents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, become, it doesn't have yeah. to be like a church-related thing. No, it doesn't you're, even have to be. You're I mean, providing. Babysit my children. Babysit Brian's <laughs> children so we can take our beautiful wives out to dinner. Uh, I won't reject that one. That's awesome. Yeah, that's totally. Uh, but yeah, if, in, you know, we're, we're here uh, like... You know, we always talk about as a midweek jolt. Yeah. Um, so if you've sat and you, like, for me, I listen to Brent and I'm always energized. Totally. So pumped, ready to do something, but by Wednesday, I'm like, oh. Thank you, matey. The, the week just drags on. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, we're here just here to try and help you, encourage you. Like, yeah. God has designed you intricately for a specific purpose. And yeah. if you don't know what that is, uh, you know, like you said, ask. Yeah. Just ask God. Ask your papa. Yeah, and if if you still yeah. don't know how to hear from God, we'd we'd love to connect you with someone who does. So mm-hmm. uh, you can always reach out to us at uh, rootissues at ccaspen dot com. Yep, uh, we want to get you plugged into discipleship or even just you know how how to hear from God, like the yep. the basics, because uh, it is a life worth living when yeah. you get to pursue God. Yeah. Um, but do you have any other closing? Well, I mean, the last closing is a paid sponsorship by Brent Phillips. Um, you do need to go to the App Store on any of your devices, whether it's an iPhone, Google, or Pixel, or Samsung, and check out Squirrel. Squirrel, mm. the social media app. Go ahead and do that. <laughs> I'll, I mean, that's a very real plug because it, it is, is. Uh, awesome. Yeah, but Brent Phillips, thank you so much for the last two weeks. Steve Woodrow, we're excited to see you back this week uh, and in the podcast room. Otherwise, until next time. See you then. We'll see you next Wednesday.